When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, that's Keith, and um, it'll be along in a few minutes. And um, sorry, sorry, sorry for the delay. That was my fault. Um, something came up in the house. I couldn't be avoided. And um, we are seven to eight minutes late starting. Uh, Emma will, as I said, it'll be along in a couple of minutes. Um, this is the Fatback 4. Um, link is in the description for our charity. We've three grand to get. Please donate if you can. If you can't, you know yourself. Share it amongst your family, your friends, and all that stuff. There's millions of you watching this. I'm looking at it now. We're only a minute in. There's millions of you watching it. 42 likes, not good enough. Um, So <laughs> start hitting the like button. We're going to get fairly aggressive over this now, Keith. I think it's time to be aggressive, Keith. I think it is. Uh, you yeah. might be a bit harsh, Gav. We've been seven minutes late, and you're demanding more likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, yeah. Because so like the, I like because that aggression. A, I do like it. Well, a couple of hundred people sitting there, nothing else to fucking do, and only 46 yeah. of them hit like. You know what I mean? Why aren't they just, just hit it? The more they hit like the more chance there we fucking start on time. But we're usually on time in fairness. Um I like the way you're taking the blame for us being late. Mm. Yeah, we have a big white screen there because Emma isn't here yet. No, no I, I was late. Well, very I, magnanimous I, of you. I was ready to go about one minute, two minutes past ten. Um, but Emma has been delayed, so we're just going to start with him. We get we get the small stuff out of the way while we're waiting on him to come in and then we get into the big stuff. So, tonight's show... Um, we're going to talk about Rami Olavia, um, who's still on the radar. Um, we're going to talk about Kefran Toram, who may be off the radar. So, you know, nothing's being said, really. We're going to talk about Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones winning the under-21s, um, Euros with England, and in particular, Curtis Jones. And we're going to talk about Levi Caldwell at Chelsea, who has been linked to Liverpool um, a lot. Um, in the last couple of days on the internet how true it is we don't know but um, we're going to have a chat over the possibility of it and what it would mean if Liverpool were to go and do something like that um, Jamie Borgoyne says you guys looking after Luke Tanner ah Luke yeah Luke's good Luke's good Luke's take, Luke, Luke has a break during the summer he comes back and does the um, the Friday night shows um, with Chris and Kev and the lads but he also does a lot of um, MMA stuff doesn't he on his own yeah. I know he does stuff with Callum Sanderson and stuff like that so yeah, yeah Luke sounds good lad, uh, Jamie. Good lad relax he's, he's all good um, Jamie was in before looking for Luke this could be Luke's boner I'd say Luke, it is. is that you is it, that you Luke is it, is it Luke's would you reckon it's Luke's boner it could be, could be. Right, Luke's Luke, just waiting to try and sort out when he's back on do and we go Friday shows back do, do we go as far as saying if Jamie comments again we just call him luke <laughs> yeah, yeah okay it. i'm up for it um and of course pre-season start for liverpool um a couple of players back in the last couple of days we'll chat over that force but first things first keith um lavia and toram heavily linked Um toram forced went a bit quiet during the euros we thought it pick up again lavia not so much didn't see him on the radar we've spoken about this at length but right now not an awful lot said on kefra and toram whereas reports keep popping up now about Lavia on a daily basis without anything majorly solid there with regards to our Liverpool looking at him is there a bid anything like that so where are you on these two at the moment because I think this centre half chat might affect stuff in midfield and I'm not overly happy about it go on yeah 
Um, yeah, I think the Torland one's dead. I think that's gone. I said last week on the show, I think the Sabozloi move maybe altered the thinking that they would not necessarily go for, um, not that he's an attacking midfielder, Torland, but he is a forward-thinking, ball-carrying midfielder. I think they may have looked for something slightly different. And I think Lavia is one they've identified now. There's been a few players that we think they've identified and, and they've gone cold and pulled out of races and things like that. But I just think the homegrown element of Lavia is a huge appeal. And I think Liverpool could... There's a lot of talk about paying the money. There's a lot of talk about paying the money because Manchester City have a 40 million boy back on them next summer. So, you know, who's to say they'll... they'll pull the trigger on that but from everything you're hearing and reading you know he is very well thought of there uh they couldn't give him game time last year but you know with players moving on and calvin phillips for example still being there like a bad smell how much longer will he be there clogging up a space there may be an opportunity for lavia at man city so it'll be interesting to see what they do so i can understand why clubs would want to go now he's only 19 years old and he's not got that many Fourth team games, so he's seen something the other day. He's only got like sixteen or something games more than Bojetic, and he only came in late and had a flash in the pan and then got injured. So when you think of it like that, it's it's a it's a weird sort of um, hype and expectation on the kid. And I don't like overpricing players. I think when you overprice a player, you put a noose around their neck. It's very hard to to sort of pull off, but. I just think with Lavia, the fact that he's homegrown, the fact that there's a 40 million boy back for Man City on it, are Liverpool sure that he's the one? And if they are, I think just pay whatever it needs to be. If it's 50 million, if you said to me 50 million on a 19 year old with not much experience, I'd be like, nah, fucking no way, waste the money. But he ticks a lot of boxes. And I think he becomes more appealing with those boxes. And it could be a case that you don't pull the, the trigger on him. He goes to Man City and blows up with them. And you're like, ah, maybe we could have done something there. But look, that's all going to, uh, that's all for. So you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Um, he could stink the gaff out and not do anything. We don't know. But he does look like a player who can fit, fill in a few positions. And I think he's maybe a little bit pigeonholed as only being able to play in the six. I very rarely see Liverpool boy specialists like that. You know, the boy players, or right, Fabinho maybe was one, but Fabinho was actually quite a. Uh, adaptable player when we got him he played right back for brazil he was he played center back a few times whereas i always thought he looked like he could have been a center back for being over his height and his ability on the ball but it didn't work out when he done it because shit show shit show of a season but we very rarely buy a player that can only do one thing and i think if they're looking at lavia they may be looking and saying well maybe he can do different you know what i mean maybe he doesn't have to be the six he can play on you know the a double pivot you can play on the left or right side who knows but Klopp always sees a little bit more in these players so it'll be interesting to see what happens and another player that we're linked with as well I won't go into Levi Caldwell now but the same applies for him pay the money if he's the one you want because the homegrown thing will be a huge factor and you know as Shawnee is saying now the homegrown is like the leading TV license nobody's going to pay it so it's going to happen so maybe we're the only ones that worry about that but it'll be interesting to see the names that are being linked are geared more towards that sort of element than the the homegrown players mm. um just a few t- few things uh uh Shane has all gone very quiet the Liverpool front not sure if that's a good or a bad thing Pascal says there's just um with regards to Liverpool news there's a big nothing burger just a bunch of journal wannabes tweeting each other take uh Sorry, tweeting each other saying talks have taken place. I haven't even seen that, to be honest with you. So yeah. I must be following. I've seen that the one I like at the moment is internal discussions are going to be had. I've seen that about okay. Liverpool are going to have internal discussions in the next two or three days. Oh. Who the fuck is telling them this? Do you know what I mean? We're going to have a chat about it maybe in a few days. Yeah. Is that ah oh, look who's side join us? Yeah, well there you All go. Right, Emma's in now. Um, all we need now is for Emma's sound and all to be fucked up and then you'll have to leave and check it out. Emma, are you okay? Can't hear you. Can't can hear, hear us. me. Yeah, can you yeah, hear Yeah, we lovely? can hear you. You have a lovely tan. Yeah. He can't hear us. Can you hear us? Fucking no, get out. Be- no, get in. out. Fuck off, Emma. Annoying us. Yeah. Go on. Off you go. Good luck. Uh, drop out. Go back in. I'm back um, in. Yeah, don't be. No sign language for that. I just sit there trying to walk it out. Well, we all talk. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you got it. Um, but um, yeah. 
talks will take internal talks nice i like it um jack santini says uh sabas signing has ended the tour ramblings in his honest opinion is tiago staying blocking a meal for lavia says david Mm, i don't know about that and we need some outgoings this summer uh, says Jake Semester. We can't go to hold someone without selling uh, any players. I completely agree. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a little bit, Jake. Um, let me see. Let me see. Just on Lavia, um, 50 million is, is, is the price. Okay. And I'm sure you see people think, oh, I'm not paying that. I'm not fucking paying that. 50 million is fucking outrageous. But the way Southampton look at it is, if he goes and has a great season in the championship, City are giving them 40 next summer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like City have a buyback next summer of 40 million quid. Okay? So Southampton are probably saying to themselves, well, we want, we want 50. We want a 10 million, um, you know, premium on this player to get him out of Southampton now rather than 40 million next summer. Like, he could be amazing. Get Southampton straight yeah. back up and City go, he was brilliant, wasn't he? There, Give us 40 million. There you go. Thanks for that two years looking after him. And now he's ready to rock. And he's had a season in the Premier League and probably had a really bleeding physical one in the championship so what's the issue that's where Southampton are standing but well, not only you... that I think Southampton may also be looking and thinking right he could blow it up in the championship next season but City might just come back and say look we're not giving you 40 million for any championship player yeah. forget about it yeah. 20 and he wants to come back to us so they may be looking as well but, and but saying this, look this we is need probably, to cash him now and this is where it probably is um this is where it probably fits with Liverpool at the moment. If they're looking for 50 and Lavia wants a move to Liverpool, all right, which I'm presuming he yeah. would over staying with Southampton for a year, yeah. right, or rolling the dice on a, on a city move next summer, it might be down to him to turn and say, listen, I want to go. You know, I'm going for 40 next summer. Why can't I go for 40 this summer and push it? And Southampton get 40 million quid off a player who... How much did he sign him for? I don't know. But it wasn't anywhere near... It was, no, it was the big doll. They paid about 15 million from... Yeah, yeah, right, Emma, can you hear us? I can hear you now, yeah. Oh, can you hear great, me? Great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, anyway, you're here anyway. So we're, we're talking about Rami Olavia. Um, and we're going to get off now. We're going to move on to something else. But that's where I think it is at the moment. I think it's a bit of cat and mouse. Okay. If Liverpool want them, or indeed Arsenal want them, um, because as firm as the links I've seen with Liverpool, I've seen... When, when I say firm, the volume of links I've seen with Liverpool, I've seen similar links with Arsenal going back a couple of weeks ago. So it's not, for me, it's not any concrete either way. But that's maybe where, where Southampton are looking at it. And maybe Lavia, if he wants that move and clubs are going, we want you. We'll give you this contract, but we're not giving 50. We're willing to give 40 or 35 or whatever. If you really want it, you're going to have to make it happen. Do you know what I mean? Your agent or whatever yeah. it might be. So we'd have to You see might there. be able to throw a couple of players that are a player into the mix. You know what I mean? Like straight away, I'm thinking, and I know people will laugh at this, right? But I'm like, 35 million and Tyler Morton. There you go. Take that. Championship proven player. Will be a good, is a good player. I think mm-hmm. he's a good player, right? He's not a dud. He's a good player, but he's never going to make it with us. But he's got Southampton. I think he'd be a good player for them. I think it's the type of profile of player that they go for, young English players. There you go. Who says no to that? 15 million more to Tyler Martin plus 35 in cash. Do we see you have an agreed fee for next season? 40 million. 40, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not like they're going to get more if they hold out. <coughs> well, yeah, no. Well, no we if they, if they pay 40 million next year, Southampton can't do a thing. Well, a few so people are saying so in the chat. Take your 40 this year. Well. They might not want them next year. Well, that's it. And they may yeah. not want to pay 40 because we just said that even though he could be great in the championship, City aren't going to give 40 million for the championship midfielder. You know, so yeah. I think City will try and cut that price down. And a lot of them in the chat are saying there's a 20% sell-on fee to City. So Southampton are going to look for big whacking anyway just to sell them. Yeah. You know, City um, Olivia says, a bid is being prepared is the one that always gets him. How is a bid prepared? I, I would say, you know, you have to preheat the oven and then you put the bid in there and um, you have to wait for the heat 30 minutes at 200. I don't fucking know how a bid is prepared. Kevin Sullivan's clearly on drugs tonight. He says, 35 million and Stefan on loan. Are we talking Stefan by Chetichet? Yeah. Kev, stop it. Put the drink well, down. I, that's not bad. No, it is. But then... 
but I forget they're in the championship. But Martin, my Martin one, I think, has great. Yo, with Martin. And then possibly a boy Chetich on loan on top of that. Yeah. So yeah, so you're greasing the pot for them a bit there. You're saying, look, there's a player for that you can have, but well, here's one, here's a gem here that he's like, gonna get a few blade games mm. out of. Or if there's anyone else we could throw into the mix out there as well, you know, like a, a Connor Bradley or one of these, because I don't see him making it. I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I could be wrong. But I've not seen enough that I think he would be, you know, as someone we'd hang our hat on at right back. So maybe that's an option. Or even a loan for one of these young lads, you know, on top of Martin. Martin's gone. I like, I've decided 15 million for Tyler Martin is a great bit of business for all involved. I, I actually think I actually think one of them and I know Sean will kill me for saying this but I think the likes of a Ben Doak going on loan into the championship for a year and I'm only saying that because Sobel's lawyers come in and a lot of people see him as oh if if, if Salah's at the, he's at the African Nations isn't he Um, if Salah's at that or needs a break or we were playing the Europa League game Sobel's like can go and play there so maybe that's something there Um. But look, we'll 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 see how it goes. As I said, Lavia, Toram, both as quiet as each other in my book. Um, how solid it is to Liverpool is probably as solid as you've seen to Arsenal, which I don't think adds up to very much at the moment. But then again, someone said earlier, I don't know if us, us being quiet is a good or a bad thing. Don't take it as a bad thing. Like Liverpool aren't going to wander around the streets telling you every day what they're up to. Do you know what I mean? They didn't. They didn't say anything, did they? Between McAllister and Sobers, like they clearly, they just didn't. And Sobers, even though like, the McAllister one was sort of was was very uh, public, very much it was all in the Argentina side. It wasn't coming from even Brighton. It was all being reported in Argentina. You know what yeah, I mean? So, but, but what I'm saying me. is, like Liverpool just haven't said anything. The, the McAllister one was kind of, you know, it was. I think once you're seeing City or Chelsea or any of them not moving, you knew he was moving and Liverpool was just the name coming into the into focus. But like they, they genuinely, and I think the Sobers Live one was throwing everyone because nobody's seen it coming. Nobody's seen it coming. So um, don't worry about it. Um, let's move on. Um, pre-season has started. Um, a handful of players back. Um, absolute meltdowns, I think it was on Thursday morning, was it? When... Um, the training pictures came out. I was like, "No, Thiago, he's gone. He's <laughs> fucking gone." It was like, "What's going on?" A blah 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 blah. Thiago then later on the day, his pictures walking into the axe. But um, is this where your excitement levels build now? When you're looking forward to that first preseason? Yeah, you kind of you're you're kind of counting down the days. To I thought it was Friday. It turns out it was yesterday. Um, yeah, it's just to see what like. I know it sounds a little bit weird, but it's just try and see what kind of condition these boys come back at because some of these players are going to be fat bastards after their, their finish. Like Bobby, 100% will be. And he always came back. You could always see it in his face that he yeah, had a good summer. A good summer, yeah. So 100%. Um, when you see uh, Nunez is lean, there's more meat on a butcher's pencil um, uh, than there is on Nunez. And he, he's, he seems to have picked up a few extra words of English. Yeah. Over the yeah. over the summer slagging uh, Ramsey about his teeth, I think wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, now this this is it. Now it's kind of like preparations. We're all in preparation mode. I think the other lads have a week or two extra off, an extra week mm-hmm. off. Yeah, and then the they won't. They won't. They won't. I think some of them are due back next week, and yeah. then the week after will be like the Curtis Jones and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, they they ten in. days or something, isn't it? Yeah, so you're looking at fairly close to the fourth game, I think. You'll have only a lot of certain. I think there'll be a lot of youngsters playing that fourth game, because um, mm. that isn't that the fifteenth. Am I right in saying yeah, the fifteenth? Yeah, yeah. The nineteenth, I think. The nineteenth. Ten, so, ten days from today. Yeah. Ten days from today. So you'll only have players really back three, maybe three, four days, yeah. unless they come back tomorrow. I don't know, but the talk is they come back, and then between possibly the first and second game, or just after the second game, before we go off to Singapore, isn't it? And um, that's where you'll have the looks like. Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, and stuff like that, who've played very, very recently. Um, but the big ones you're looking for starting off is Sabasloy uh, and McAllister. But they, I think they're, I think they'll be due back in the next, the next week, hmm. week to ten days. You know, the sort of way. Yeah. But you're excited anyway, Emma. Oh yeah, over the mill. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. Yeah, um, especially with the two signings. I've not been on since we've when we made the second one. Made the second one while I was away, and um, yeah, because you you fucked up on holiday. Yeah, I didn't win. I didn't win the World Championships. I had a, I had an issue with. Uh, where do I have to go with an engine? Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember looks that. like you burned yourself with an iron. It yeah, does, yeah. doesn't it? Marvel with bleeding. So I told, I told, I told. Exhaust issue I had. <laughs> I told people last week. 
Emmett's not on because he's over doing the go-kart championships in Lanzarote. Um, he could be world champion by the end of tonight. And it was the next day you were watching that and saying, what are you fucking telling people that for? But the truth is, Emmett went out go-karting and leaned oh, on yeah. the engine of a fucking go-kart and absolutely burned himself. He's, he said you could see the Phillips screwdriver head on his arm and everything. So, um, and the, one, the first thing they show you on the safety video is not to lean on the engine and the exhaust. Yeah. And I was I was looking for the little lad coming back in, you know, so I reached back like that oh. and immediately regretted it. Yeah. And of course, you can't show pain in front of your son. Yeah, so uh, we in bits. Yeah, I was in fucking ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> and come here, um, are you getting a claim? No, should they warn you? Yeah, well, that's safety it. video. Yeah, yeah, you're just a fucking. You have a great hand. You have a great hand. You're like yeah, there's O'Connor there. One for there's O'Connor. <laughs> there's O'Connor. Well <laughs> <laughs> uh, done. But anyway, uh, Keith. The preseason, Jake's semester says Andy Naylor is still the line of the McAllister move to this day. That was the best <laughs> thing about the McAllister move was Andy Naylor. But um, Keith. Uh, do you get up? Do you get up for these games? Because they're not far off now, like ten days or whatever. Yeah, I mean the games are the games are shy, Like in fairness, they're brutal. But I do like from now preseason. They're back in. The boys are back in the building. I enjoy it now. You're looking at all the inside Anfield stuff. You're hoovering up as much content as you can around it and you know it starts now we, even in the little glimpses we've seen you pick up so much as as Emmett was touching on you know Nunes is there learning a bit of English the lads are back they're looking looking lean looking sharp and you know it's it's very um it's when it starts kicking in now so the games themselves bro you, you always look out for your your new players I don't think we'll see them for a while you know but once we have them back training and you can see you know the as you just touched on who's come back in shape and who hasn't who's come back ready to rock and who hasn't because james milner isn't there that the tone setter isn't there who won the james milner award this year somebody was saying that trent came close to beating him last year so money's on trent apparently yeah, then Trent's not back in yet. There was only a handful yeah. of them. Really, uh, Kieran says most of the lads are back on Tuesday, which will be the eleventh. So mm. probably a week before our first game. Somebody, um, yeah, the the, the first game is the nineteenth, and it's it's a German side, isn't it? Karlsruhe or something. Karlsruhe. Like oh, is it? There's another Carl's one. Rua, yeah. There's another one. Then there's another German side. Yeah, um, we're playing Darmstadt later on. Yeah, so there's, um, there's a few Rua, with three German teams, I think. I thought it was two and then off to um Yeah, yeah, I think Darmstadt is, is the last one, isn't it? In right. they announce it's oh, maybe. Uh, it's uh Karlsruhe SE and then on the twenty fourth of July it's Gruter Fort. Ah, Gruter Fort, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Leicester, then Bayern Munich. That's the fourth yeah. And so then far. Darmstadt yeah. is the seventh of August, so before the season starts. Yeah, only Joe, Joel, Fab, and Darwin running the lactate. Yes, he says that's copy. Uh, Jackson Tini says Gomez was second to Milner last year, so there you go. Um, he looks in good nick, Gomez. I know it's sort of every he always does. Yeah, it's he all keeps looks himself playing though, very, very fit, and he looks very strong and all. And you just hope that he can get he can catch a break because the way Liverpool are looking now, if they can get this new formation up and running where they're going to play three in there. Well, he may not look comfortable even as a left back. He's played there before and he's looked okay. As a left-sided centre-back, I think he would be a good option. You know, if we don't get a big name in the door or if we do get a younger player like a Levi Caldwell that maybe might need a bit of time to adapt, Joe Gomez could have a big, big part to play in this new new system if we if we start with it in games, you know, going with three centre-backs. O'Shane says the, Darm, the Darmstadt game is in Preston. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that listed. That must be the fifth. It's game. only it only came on, yeah, and it's it's because the obviously Anfield isn't ready, so mm. we got another our last game. And oh yeah, which, there which, last week. Yeah, which the, five feels about right, doesn't it? Four or five feels about right. Um, yeah. England won the Euro twenty once, Euro under twenty once. Um, yesterday, yeah. um, amazing finish to the game. Where the penalties given away and stuff like that, and the double save from I think he's the city goalkeeper, isn't he? No, he's moved to Burnley. Oh, he's gone to Burnley, is he? Fifteen million, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. I knew he was. I knew he was um, linked. With, or he was with City, but he's gone to Burnley. Fair play. Um, amazing double save at the end. Delighted for the, the two Liverpool lads in uh, Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones. But look. Curtis Jones gets man of the match in the semi-final, I think. He gets man of the match in the final, I think. Yeah. Um, he gets the winning goal. Um, 
although you know it's, it's a bit of a model but he, he still gets it right and what I've seen online is fucking off the wall mental about Curtis Jones like I'm going to put my bit out for you first right and then Keith then Emma or whatever you, you can take whatever way you want you can fight over it Curtis Jones for me has learned an awful lot in the last year of football He's not played in the last year, whole year of football, but I think he's learned an awful lot the last year. I think at the back end of last season, when he was playing and he was getting games, he was constantly being accused in this 4 3 3 Liverpool side of not moving the ball quick enough or hanging on for two. And this is people think it's the same thing, it's not. Not moving the ball quick enough as in I'll just kind of, you know, ponder on it and then play it or taking too many touches over when he was trying to get forward with it. Do you know what I mean? In both cases, it's holding on to it too long, but it's different because you're not just... One One of them is wandering around the centre circle with a gun, I'll just play it here and it looks relaxed. Others is like, why are you running down these fucking avenues with it? You know, be quicker on it, be sharper. And he comes back for the last 10-ish games of the season, I would say, and he looks like he's learned fucking loads, right? I think the, the system suits him because he's a bit of extra insurance behind him if there, there's two lads there. And he was popping balls off and he was quick on it. And he was, you know, moving a quick, getting in the box, getting a few goals, confident. Really good, right? Now, I would have looked at Curtis Jones and went, squad player, right? Squad player, young, grand, I don't give a fuck where he's from, right? That's a bonus to him, that he's a Liverpool person playing for Liverpool. I don't really give a fuck where he's from, right? And I don't mean that as a, as a bad thing about him, right? <coughs> and he's progressing. And people say at the end of the season... You know, yeah, he'd a good 10 games, but we'd like to see him kick on, right? Which is fair. He goes to the Euros and has a really fucking good tournament. From the high, I watched the highlight packages of most of their games. Really good, fizzing the ball about, quick on it, not losing the ball, really good, incisive pass. And I was like, he's doing well. Good to see him doing well in the summer. It didn't stall for him. Great game in the semi-final. He had a great game last night. All the England players did, in fairness. They, they stuck to their jobs amazing in, in that game. I watched it on Channel 4. And you, in my opinion, we should all be coming out of it going, I probably see him as a, still as a squad player, if I'm being honest. But fuck me, if he keeps progresses like that, I'm not saying he's your number one in your team sheet. But you've less worry if you have to play him in Europa League or League Cup, FA Cup, League games, wherever it might be. This is what you want from a Liverpool player. Show progression. Don't get me wrong, if he was shy for 10 games, brutal in the Euros, you're going, oh, you have to have a chat about this fella. Yeah. But he sh- I think he's shown real progression. A lot more maturity, a lot more understanding of what he want, what Liverpool want him to do. I think he's brought a maturity to the England, England squad in that tournament. And we should all be saying to ourselves, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Let's get him into next season now. Let's see if we can push him on a bit more. Encourage the fella. But what we're seeing is fucking, you know, oh yeah, he's a good tournament, but uh, no, get rid of him. and You know, sign this fella and, you know, he's, he's going to hold this and he's going to hold that back. Like, am I off me fucking rocker, Keith, or... Is, is, am, am I thinking in a normal way or am I completely off me fucking rocker that's the question no you're, you're probably off your rocker yeah but nothing to do with Curtis Jones like, right. you know, yeah, the, that's fair. you're off your rocker because you're doing these shows all the time you know what I mean but now look Curtis Jones is a player that I like I've always liked him um, I think he gets too harshly treated by fans in the fan base I think the expectation is that he's going to be Steven Gerrard or even Trent, you know, where there's this sort of, let's say, generational talent. And he's not a generational talent, but he's an excellent, excellent player. I remember doing a, a watch-along on this channel with Jamie Home. Liverpool got beaten by Fulham, and it was a blatant, absolute piss game. And Cortis played, and he was excellent in the game. And he was the standout player. And you're dead right with the taking too much out of the ball. That was the criticism you'd have for him. He, he, he can hold on to the ball. He's excellent at it. He's excellent at carrying the ball. But he always took an extra touch. I tried, you know, one turn too many and then moves will break down. Very frustrating to watch. Um, very frustrating when you're in a team that likes to maybe build up fast. And I think that's where a lot of people got frustrated. But I think you have to remember that he's the kid that's 22. He's had a stop-start career with injuries. A freak eye injury. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's not had luck. 
when it's come to it. He's not being able to nail down a place in the team. But when he has, he's looked really, really good. And I think the last people can say that he hasn't played against anybody in the running. That does not matter. He's done well when he's been in the team. If you get into the team, if you go into the team, you follow instruction, you play well, you do what you're told. It doesn't matter if you're playing against the lowest teams in the league because your confidence builds. And when you play against the better teams in the league, you've you've already sort of established that this is how you play. This is what I'm going to do. Your teammates know what you're going to do. You know what to expect from your teammates. So it doesn't matter who he's doing it against. He'd done it at the back end of the season and he was excellent. And going into the tournament in the under-21s, all eyes are on Kefren Thoram. Manuel Coney. That's all Liverpool fans are looking at. And a bit of Gabby Vega, maybe. A bit of Gabby Vega and a bit of any other player that we're linked with. Curtis Jones was the best midfielder in that tournament. By a mile. Not even close. The best midfielder in that tournament. Curtis Jones. And we have him. Now, I'm not saying, oh, well, if people want to pay 50 million for a, a Toram or a Vega or whatever, Curtis Jones is worth 70. He's not. He's a player that's come through the ranks. But he is taking the opportunity that he's been given now. He's gone into the end of the season. He's established himself as a good option in that Liverpool squad. He's gone into the England team, man of the match in the semis, man of the match in the in the final, gets the goal. And here, it's his goal. You know, let's not... They were scabby to give it to Cole Palmer. Man City's Cole Palmer. Harry Kane got one in the World Cup and a blade and deflected off him and they were rushing to give it to him for his hat-trick, you know, so we can't have it one way and not the other. It's Curtis Jones' goal. Some of the stuff we've seen online, slating Curtis Jones has been disgraceful by Liverpool fans, so-called Liverpool fans. I think it's nothing short of a disgrace and it's because, I don't care what people say, there's an agenda against homegrown Liverpool players coming into the team, right? Some people have a problem with it. I don't know why. If you support the team, none of us are from Liverpool, right? We're not locals. We're all from Dublin. We're all from Ireland, right? We're as far away as people in Scotland, other parts of the UK. We're not claiming to be there. I love to see a young lad from Liverpool getting into the team. Does Should he get more of an opportunity because he's a scouser? No. But if they're doing the job that they're being asked and they're making improvements, that's all you want to see. Do we expect Curtis Jones to be the answer to a midfield prayers? No. Can he be a very valuable squad player in the Liverpool squad? Yeah. I think, I'd rather see Curtis Jones than Jordan Henderson. And that's without a shadow of a doubt. And I'm a huge Henderson fan. At this moment in time, unless Henderson turns it around, I don't know if he can, I would much rather see Curtis Jones getting into the team than Jordan Henderson. Because of the way he's, and he has to do it for a longer period, I do understand that. But from the glimpse we've seen from the end of the season into the summer, what I've seen from England, he's playing deeper for England than he was for Liverpool. So he's playing in a double pivot for England. He's picking the ball up deep. I know that the fancy things are the no-look pass and all that. People go mad about it. Oh, he's not under any pressure. Oh, anyone could do that. Why don't they do it? You know what I mean? It's a player playing with confidence, being able to do that. The, the little quarter that he put in where he opened them all up oh yeah but look at who he's doing it against that shouldn't be the argument it should be like look this kid has got confidence he's playing well he's in the team he's doing the business who gives a shit if he's doing it against lower teams because that builds him up and that means when he comes to us he's ready and he's ready to go and i just want to see him doing well others may not agree with that and that's fine but i can never understand berating an academy player who cost us fucking nothing and who can save us a fortune and expect them to be a 9 out of 10 every week. It's not going to happen, and I'll never get my head around that thing. It, the thing for me is, right, <clears throat> if you go into the next season and you have Fabinho, Sobosloy, McAllister, right, and you have Thiago, right, and you have Elliot, and you have Henderson, and you have Jones, right, and Bojcetic, and maybe one more, right, if you go into that season, I don't think there's anybody out there putting Curtis Jones in their starting three. Like, if if we if we go into that game against Chelsea, I can't see Klopp might, but I don't see anybody going. Curtis Jones will start that game. Curtis Jones is nailed on to start that game, right? So I don't know why people build this fella up to be he should be Steven Gerrard and he's not. So what are we doing with him? My whole thing behind it is if Curtis Jones continues to progress. Right, I'm now looking at him coming onto the pitch instead of an Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain or, yeah. dare I say it, an Abbey Keita that mightn't be fully fit 
or a 37-year-old James Milner, who always does a great job. But what I'm saying is, I'm more comfortable in Curtis Jones coming on at the start of next this season coming than I was at the start of last season. Surely that's a positive. Yeah. Surely that's a positive. And like you said, he's cost nothing, right? But if you get rid of him and you have to bring in a player, he's bringing a homegrown player, because that's what he's yeah. filling. Because he fills it because he's gone 22, right? So who are you buying? So is this all, like Emma, is this all like basically Curtis Jones isn't at it, so get rid of him and sign Mason Mount for 60 million quid? Is, no. is that where we're at? No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think there's probably, there's a, probably an awful lot of pressure on him to be the next Steven Gerrard because he's from Liverpool. And you look at the successes that have come through, like Carragher uh, was like a main starter in the team. Gerrard was a main starter in the team. I think it's the expectation people have on him. He's also kind of, he's a victim of his own success. Like his goal against Everton in the Cup, FA Cup, FA wasn't Cup, it? Yeah. That's yeah. about four or five years ago. Yeah. Do you know um, what I mean? So January he's been around. And, no, I think it's January 2020, I think. Oh, was it three years? I think so. I think it's the league. I think it's, it's not the league winning season. And we just played like all kids. But look, the, the, the point I'm making oh, there yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, that maybe. it's 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 a long time ago, and pe- and and people I think people think he's older than he is. Like he, he's only 22. Like, um, he's still plenty of time to grow into a role. I think, and I think Kev said it earlier on as well. I think the new box formation of midfield has suited him really, really well. I think it's Even when he came, what he has to do. Yeah, I mean, but he's getting forward. I think he's he's. I think he might be a better player at getting forward. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. He play forward. I think he played wing. Did he not in the academy? In the he academy, he was a, he was like a number ten, and then he was a, a winger yeah. slash ten. And when he came into Liverpool, he was playing off the left, right, yeah. predominantly in a for, an attacking player, and he moved yeah. him into midfield because he felt he could really hold the ball well, yeah. and that was great. But, I but think, towards the end of last season, that's the kind of position because Trent was coming into midfield, you had himself and Henderson or whatever getting forward a hell of a lot more. And I think at the first couple of games back, I was guilty of shouting at the TV, move it, pass it quick. He needs this, to move it quicker. And like after the third or fourth game, he was. And then finally, like I think it was the Spurs and was the Spurs and I don't know who the second team was, where he pops up at the back post and gets his two goals. Um, I think that type of formation is going to suit him a hell of a lot better than the 4-3-3. I think it was Kev maybe had said that this new system, if we stick to it, probably suits him better than it would suit Thiago. Yeah. Um, suits Elliot as well. Elliot, uh, sorry, um, Jones's form from the la- the end of last season, I didn't watch much of the under-21s. I watched the game last night. I didn't think he had a great first half, but he was much better the second half. Um, but again, that was down to formation. But I think they were playing like a four-two-four or something. Uh, Kev was saying as well. Um, but um, I would prefer to have him. I'm with with uh, with Keith. I'd prefer to have him probably as the option rather than Henderson because he does give you the legs that unfortunately Henderson doesn't give you. If we were talking two three years ago, Henderson all day long. Um, but he, he is. Look, there's players that have made. And become legends from being substitutes. Like David Fairclough was known as super sub. You're right. He doesn't necessarily need to be the first name on the team sheet. He can he can make a massive contribution to this team from the bench. And I think he's well worth his spot on the bench for next season. Yeah. Um. Look, I just think, that, and I go back to it. The biggest thing for me is is that we're going into we're going into this season. I think with a better Curtis Jones than we did last season. And I think yeah. we're going into it where we're a bit more sure of what Curtis Jones, where he fits and what he can do. Where's the problem? Like, what are we, are, like, we can't just go, we can't turn around and go, oh, Curtis Jones isn't doing it. Like, people, we just signed this homegrown player. Who? What, are you going to go and yeah, sign Calvin Phillips off City for 50 million? Yeah. Fellas and They're cheap, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They're cheap like, options. You're not going to do it. You're going to go, like, honestly, I, I, I promise you there's people out there going, just sell Curtis Jones and buy Jacob Ramsey. Yeah. Right, there's genuinely people out there, right, doing that. And I'm not saying Jacob Ramsey isn't a fucking outstanding footballer. He is, but that's not how the world works. Like, I, I can't, I just can't get my head around the fact that anybody is looking at Curtis Jones in his form over the last ten league games. This, and we're going into going. He stepped up in those ten league games. Great. He's really he's pushed on in the Euros. He's shown 
very a load of maturity is the biggest thing out of it for me. Yeah. And now let's hope he pushes on again instead of sitting there going, I oh, know. And people go, oh, well, it's a small sample size. Well, what what, what fucking sample size do you want? Do you know what I mean? You, like, honestly, it's a small sample size, right? But these same people will be fucking kicking and screaming if a fella has a bad game on the first day of the season. Get him out of the fucking team. Well, it was only a one game, but why don't you play him again? No, fuck him. Get him out of the team. Get him out. Put, him, put someone new in. It, do you know what? It's, it's a fucking joke. I had an argument. I didn't and if you, and if you disagree, if you disagree with me, let me know because I'll, I'll, I'll argue the point all fucking day with you, to be honest. I had an argument about it that, you know, yeah, he, he's he's only doing it, you know, the sun shines on a dog's arse, he doesn't do it all the time, the, the sample size isn't big enough. And the same person then went on to say, but Chetich is the man. And I'm like, well, he's played how many games? Do you know what I mean? Like, but Chetich, 11 yeah. games. Love Pachetic, don't get me wrong. I think he's a big, big future with us. But you cannot be Curtis Jones with a small sample size stick and then champion Stefan Pachetic with a smaller sample size. Do you but know you what should, I mean? But, so but, but you see, the thing you is... You shouldn't like, be comparing them against <coughs> each other. No, the big thing here for me with Curtis Jones is, is that Curtis Jones has been in the squad three, four years now. And people yeah. are like, he's there since he's 18. Why isn't he fucking the best midfielder in the world when he's 22? It doesn't yeah. happen like that. It doesn't happen like that. That's why I think... Like take by Chetich as a, as an example. We go into this summer, right, and or into the this season, and we say to ourselves, really like the look of by Chetich, right? Didn't know fuck all about him at the start of last season, but I do now. I hope he's back. I hope he's fit. Let's go, fucking you know. He can play some games. He can. He's he's good in different positions. So is Curtis Jones. C- Curtis Jones is a step up from the Curtis Jones last year. Like honestly, it it blows my fucking mind. D- don't get me wrong. If he was appalling when he came back. And was shocking in the Euros, you go, no, he just hasn't got it. I get people giving out about him. I get the worry that's there. But at the end of the day, if you need to call on Curtis Jones, right now, he's a better Curtis Jones than you were hoping to call on six months ago. And that's all you can want is progression. He can't go from, you know, a young talent to the best in the world in six months, a year. He can't. Simply can't. And remember, Liverpool have been evolving in a system over that time, right? Evolving in basically changing their forward line over that time. So, like, it, there's loads in the pot there. There's loads in the melting pot. But Curtis Jones, to me, looks a better prospect than he did six months, a year ago. It might fall flat on its arse. It may do. But Jesus, let it fall flat on its arse, will you? You know what I mean? Um, let's get on to Levi Caldwell. Um, now, I think the links is probably a little bit fucking tenuous. But the talk around the centre-half stuff is out there. The you know, are we gonna do? Are we gonna get somebody in that covers for a couple of years? I'm not really into that. It's just like filling another gap. His name has come up. He's linked with Brighton. Brighton have a bid torn down. Pochettino wants to talk to him. Ah, Chelsea before anything goes on. He kind is not. He's not too warm on the whole Chelsea thing post match last night. If you believe body language and different things, when that happened, but. Emma, I'll come to you first. Um, we'll then we we'll let people go home. Um, where do you want this? Because I think if we're going to go and try to get this fella, it's going to cost an extortionate amount of money. And I think it will affect what we may do in midfield. And I include even if we were to let one or two go. And that. I've, not, I've, I've not seen enough of them to, to, to like give you a 100% opinion. I saw him last night. I thought he looked very composed. Um he he does kind of remind you of Van Dyke a little bit. Um, <clears throat> if if it's gonna start getting towards silly money, and I see some people mentioning in the chat there, that looks like it could be close to hundred million. If it's gonna be close to hundred million, I'd go and get Vardy on instead of now. I don't think he's agreed to go to City, yet, has he? But if you're gonna if you're gonna be willing to spend that money, I'd probably go for Vardy all instead of Caldwell. Um, I still think that we shouldn't be going all in on a, a centre half just yet. I think the the midfield is where it, it's needed most, and if we don't do another midfielder, we're only going to have to re- be replacing the likes of Henderson and Thiago next year. So then you're out going out to try and buy another three next year. I think we should sort the midfield for the next few years this year, and then look at maybe January next summer going for. Uh, your backup at centre half or your left sided centre half, um. But in terms of Caldwell, if if he's as good as everybody is saying he is, I still don't think he'd be worth a hundred million, not even eighty. 
Um, somebody else said, Jesus, uh, oh, "You're saying it." A hundred. I was t- people I was talking to earlier were saying sixty to seventy million, and I was like, yeah. mm, "Not too sure." On that. <laughs> Your ball I'm only going by No, no. I uh, even at sixty, I still don't think. Not like he needs to. The transfer market's gone crazy. If you're if you're gonna be demanding sixty or seventy for a player that age with the that little experience, it's just mental carry on. I, I, again, but you're gonna be paying English tax and Premier League tax. And he has experience and all that kind of stuff. There's there's bigger there's bigger and more proven stars out there that you could get for for that money probably less. But I wouldn't be pinning all of that money on a. I think we should be going all out to get a, another midfielder more so than a, a defender. Okay. I think a defender more than a midfielder. Well, well hold on, right? Because <laughs> Ve- Vesa Flower says it'll be a cold day in hell before Colwell is sold to Liverpool Football Club by Chelsea. And Antwango says Chelsea basically don't want him to go. Now, this is where I'm going to throw back a Juki. Now, I think if we were to do... Part of me thinks if we were to do something like this, fella, we would be looking at something cheaper than Lavia at 50 or getting Lavia for cheaper if you were going to do it and fair play to the club if they were because I think that would touch us on about 200 million outgoings right and if you sell a few fair fucks to you right um, but Keith the only thing that keeps my mind in this Caldwell stuff is right they see an opportunity and what they're thinking is yeah Brighton may want to use them is as a bait in the Saicedo deal because yeah. Saicedo's been rumoured at 100 million quid and people are laughing at this 100 million for Levi Caldwell like look at the market it's off it's bleeding yeah, bracket do you know what I mean but yeah Brighton might want to go listen if you give him here for 40 we'll reduce that from 100 to 80 I mean we call it quits on that something along them lines Liverpool might see this as a, as, an, as a opportunity to say you know what he's very he's so highly rated if we weren't to go for him now and he were to go to Brighton for 40 million quid or 50 million quid, you would probably be paying another 80% on top of that again to try to get him out of Brighton in a year or two's time, right? Is that, could this be a wild card one? Could this be one, Keith, where they're definitely going to do a midfielder, but then they're, going to, they're saying to themselves, centre-back 25, 30 million, it does us for a season or two and then we can, over that next, 24 months we can start you know Matt or Gomez or whatever but this fella's here now and Jesus you know we, we're going and we're, we're going in and we're getting we can't be left behind the, the thing with Caldwell I the Coisado thing is huge in this I think that's the that's the real trump card in this because there is a bit of horse trading going on between Chelsea and Brian but Liverpool could see him and the way I look at it and the same with Romeo Lavia I think they'll pay the inflated fee and I wouldn't be surprised if they done the two of them and done the big, big dog, done 50 for Lavia and, and went and done 60 for Caldwell, let's say. I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool done that because... That would bring your spend to £205 homegrown. million. Pounds. But they're both homegrown players and I think whether we like to believe it or not, you know, that does have to be a situation where you you have to have a quota matched and if you can bring in a player like that and then over the years then you're not having to worry about it if you bring in young players that can go in and do it you're sort of setting yourself up for a while with that i just it's all second guessing because we don't know what the club are thinking but to me it sounds like something that you're willing to smash more so <coughs> liverpool smash the bank on would be younger players like this who are on the cusp of it the reason being the wages because people are throwing in Valverde, they're throwing in too many around it. I think they're, if they came to Liverpool, they'd be looking to be the highest paid player, maybe just after Salah or whatever. Mm. They're looking for a huge, huge money. They're looking for a quarter million a week. Whereas I think Liverpool may look at, let's say they spent 110 million on these two lads. Combined wages are probably not giving them a 100 grand a week. Got. You know what I mean? 150 grand a week. And I think that could be why Liverpool might look at the deals. As being manageable, transfer fee is high, but the wages low, and that could be the could be the thinking. Again, this is just guess; it's all guesswork. But you know, I think you have to look at these players, their profile. You know, Levi Caldwell, Emma Troy, you didn't see much of him. He doesn't play all the time for Brighton. Do you know what I mean? Like I need, and I watched a fair bit of Brighton last year because I, I like Brighton. I love like <coughs> the look of them. 
every time you watch them, it's it's that big ham, that English fella at the back. What's his name? Lewis Dunk and Adam Webster and, you know, Joe Veltman coming in. Now, Caldwell does play, obviously, plays an awful lot for them. But it's not like you're getting this absolute nailed-on starter. Chelsea are looking for him. They bought in Fafana for 70 million. They brought in Badia Chile for 40 million, I think, in and around that. He's only a young flit as well. Right, they have players that are going to be moving on. The fucking loads of players that are moving on. Kula Bali is gone. Azpilicueta gone. Um, they could move on a few others because they've absolutely stockpiled a lot of shit there. But the main thing with Levi Caldwell is he seems to want games. Right? So he doesn't want to be hanging around waiting. Can Liverpool guarantee him games at the moment? No. I would be surprised if there was any guarantee of games. But can they show him a route in a year or two that maybe Virgil van Dijk is getting phased out? Certainly can. But Chelsea can also do that. Do you know what I mean? Chelsea can say, look, Thiago Silva's 48. He's not going to be here forever. Do you know what I mean? We're going to be getting other players in there. So you're looking, you're, you're going and trying to say, right, he's a Liverpool fan. Come and play by Liverpool. Or he's at Chelsea does he want to establish himself there so you don't know what's going to happen but this link makes sense to me and other links to the likes of mark where he let's say a crystal palace english center back you know maybe not the best center back in the world i, I like tamari tamari was one i was going to get to as well there he's another great one and again he's not getting big though do you know what i mean so i think it, it, the, the type of player that they're being linked with will the transfer fee may be high on some of these i don't think the wages will and that's where liverpool and fans hate to hear that people will be in the chat going, oh, fuck off about money will this but that's the reality do you know what i mean we can all pretend like liverpool one of the biggest clubs in the world they should be able to spend this and the wages they're not going to it doesn't happen what are they going to do what's the best they can do i think this is the the route that they go they get a player Pay a high fee, not on the high wages, and that's I think where Liverpool will be looking to get it. Look at the ones you've all signed, you know what I mean? Like Nunes, um Diaz, like they were non big money in, in Portugal, so you can bring them in and you can put the Cody Gakbo, the Dutch pay fuck all. You bring them in, you put them on a good wage, but you're not having to put them immediately in as your top earner, and that's what I think is important for Liverpool, more so than the transfer fee. And Brighton probably won't outbid you on wages either. They're not no, they're not, they're, not, they're, not going, they're not going to, but I, I, I still think if a centre-half is coming in, and I'm not convinced it will, I still think if a centre-half comes in, the only reason this Caldwell one is happening is they see it as an opportunity where he's at a crossroads early in his career. Does he stay with Chelsea? Brighton definitely want him. And he decides, fuck it, no, I want to go to Liverpool. And that's just an opportunistic signing by Liverpool, which costs a lot of money. But they're willing to, but like they're willing to have take that risk on it, you know the sort of way. Midfield still needs one, um, and when it comes to defender, people are going banging on about a left sided defender, um, but I think the next left sided defender should be someone that you go. He's replacing Virgil Van Dijk, and not now, but he's definitely in. We want to see him in two years' time replacing Virgil Van Dijk. Could be thirty four. Now Virgil could probably play till thirty six or whatever. But do you know what I mean? Like. We're just writing off the two fullbacks we have, I think, a little bit by all this stuff around left side of the centre halves. I think if you're going to go on that, you have to go big. You know what I mean? A bit like you did with Canate. And the next one after that, then, is probably going to be a one that's cover for Canate because Matip's gone or something. That's the way I see it. The only way I see Cowell happen is if they see it as an opportunity. And they have got the kind of, you know, the little wink to say, here, this could happen if you want to make it happen. Do you know what I mean? Like people are saying that Chelsea won't sell. But if he goes into Chelsea, he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? I want to go off. I want to go somewhere else. I'm not blah, blah, blah. He'd be gone. You know what I mean? Unless Chelsea are willing to sit and let him see our contract, which I don't think they are. They want they want money for players. And maybe Pochettino will just turn and say, he doesn't want to be here. He's gone. You know, the sort of way. But it's still an awful lot of money. And Liverpool, to find that money, I think, is another big question. And then who goes? Because Liverpool aren't spending 205 million quid this summer and nobody's going out the door for nothing. You know what I mean? All these players are leaving and just freezing. That's it. There's no way. Yeah, but Gav, do you know, look at the wage bill. And again, people will be like, fuck the wage bill, Keith. They have absolutely slaughtered that wage bill with Milner going, with Ox going, with Kate going, with Bobby going. Mm. 
Mm, and Matt Phillips, Matt Phillips on about seventy five grand a week. You know what I mean? When Matt Phillips goes, I know, but when you know what I mean? When you think if he's on seventy five, these other lads are earning big, big corn. I think Thiago will go. I do. I think Thiago's going to go, and I think we'll bring in a midfield player when that happens. It won't be a boy to sell. It'll just be a case of they don't (laughs) want the traffic jam. And I just think the wages is the big thing. I always think the wages with Liverpool, it's not the fee, they'll pay a fee. It's like the Bellingham thing. I think they were interested in Bellingham until Real blew them out of water with the wages, the rumoured money he's getting, Liverpool were never going to match. There's been so many other instances of this where they've just backed off when it's been too much on wages. And they've already got a huge wage bill because of bonuses and all. Not this year. Second highest, I think. Yeah. So it's a big thing. But yeah. if they can get a Levi Caldwell in and they're convinced that Levi Caldwell is going to be Virgil van Dijk in three years, they'll pay the money and let him sit, but will he be happy to do that? But they'll have him on a wage. And I don't know what the chap earns. Chelsea are giving big dough as well. Make no mistake. So he's, he's not going to be coming in for playing 30 grand a week. But you could get him on 120 grand a week. And we all know inflation and all that. It sounds like oh, 100 grand a week. Fucking so many players are earning above that now. If you can see him on that and he becomes your Virgil van Dijk, then you're putting yourself in the good position. So he's on 15, 15 grand a week, he's on. 15? Fucking hell. There you go, give him 26. Yeah. There you go, there's a nice pay rise for you. But come here, it's yeah. look, it's one that's going to go on. Um, it's going to rumble on, especially now that these Euros is over and he's being prominent in that Euros, very prominent in that Euros. Along with Curtis Jones and others, so we'll wait and see how that goes. Um, smash the like button, hit it, don't do what you want. Um, but get the like button hit there. There's five, six hundred people watching, 233 likes. Thanks to everyone that's hit the like button, trust us, it helps us. If you hit the like button, subscribe, comment, every little bit helps. So, um, yeah, um, hit the like button if you can now or on the way out. Rest of the week on the, on the channel, um. Trying to put something together for tomorrow. We're definitely doing a quiz because a couple of people have sent in quizzes to me. I'm going to put them together and make one out of it. I know Matt's trying to do a general knowledge one. That could take forever for him to set that up. Um, we're definitely going to have Liverpool's great games again during the week. We're definitely going to do another transfer one during the week. So we'll keep it going as much as we can. And look, we're getting back into the football now. I think we've done a great job in uh, keeping shows going um, okay. over this uh, close season. So um, thanks to everyone that has helped out with that. Um, but... Um, like I said, link is in the description for the charity, so go and check that out as well. Now, I've I've kept the question for you for the very end, right? Now I don't want this to go on but bleeding ever, right? But Dylan O'Rourke asked this early door, so I'm gonna ask. Lads, what's your opinion on garlic bread with toppings? Fabio's in Kilock, which is north side of Dublin, does a smashing garlic bread on Vienna roll slices. Fifty cent to add cheese and toppings. Exceptional stuff. Now, Emma, you should have probably oh, yeah. went to Fabio's. In Kilock tonight because it would have been quicker Looks than the place you went to. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Emma, what's your feeling? Because Vienna Roll Slice has just grabbed me straight yeah. away there. Yeah, I've only, I've only ever had garlic bread with cheese on it, I've never had it with anything else on it. Right. So, I, yeah, I'm all for it. But, yeah. like, if as soon as you start putting anything else on it, does it not then become a pizza? Well, no, because on Vienna Roll. Like if you're wandering mini, around with a Vienna roll, mini, mini pizzas. No, if you're, oh, if you're, is it not chopped up or is it, no, it's, it's not, full it, Vienna roll? No, we just slices. said on Vienna roll slices. Slices. Yeah. Okay. If there's no tomato sauce, then you're you're okay. If there's tomato sauce on it, then you're getting into the world of pizzas. Yeah. You know. Yeah, really? I'm all, I'm all, I'm all right with toppings, garlic bread and cheese all day long. I get that all the time. Mm. Um, depends on what the toppings are. It have to be me. I'm just if I'm ordering a pizza or anything like that. Yeah, I want. Me. Yeah, take all the veg off. Yeah. Every bit of meat that you have. Yeah. yeah, all the meat. Um, I arrive Keith. at the I arrive at the door with a club and a, a yeah, fork. yeah. How are you, Fred? Like a caveman. <laughs> they need me to catch any of this meat. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, Vienna yeah. roll slices is just oh, fucking exceptional. To be fair, Vienna roll is what got me in on this. I yeah. love garlic bread. I'm a garlic bread connoisseur, I'd say, but I've never had it on a Vienna roll slice. And that's just absolutely like. Have you like not? That's, you buy it frozen like that. Buy what? Yeah, no, that's on it. That's on it. No, no, that's that. No, you can. There's actually. I'll find out what it is and I'll, I'll uh, WhatsApp you. What, what are you I'll, talking about? I, I have it on Vienna roll all the time and it comes frozen oh, and you put it. Frozen like that's. Yeah, on, and on, it, on a Vienna roll. Yeah, it's like sliced kind of diagonally. 
bits of Fianna Row, yeah, and frozen with garlic on it. Oh. And Twango's asking, "What is the fuck is a Vienna roll?" Vienna roll, it's Vienna like a large is, baguette. Um, where, where does huge? Where's Antwango from? Um, Vienna yeah. roll, Vienna roll is um, it's it, it's just a, it's 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 not even a soft roll. No, it's like no, a it's big, huge baguette. It's like a big. It's like a, it's like an oversized baguette, wider than a baguette roll. But it's hard on the outside. When you cut into it, it's really soft Vienna roll on the inside. It's a hard hour but in the inside it's just so it's fucking amazing um vienna roll is um i'm garlic uh, bread on vienna roll is outstanding i'm literally gonna where you'll have to i'm going to look up fabio's and kill yeah, um yeah. chorizo <laughs> i'd love some chorizo on it yeah yeah nice. yeah chorizo i'd have a any sort of the italian meats as well yeah salamis yeah. or your, you know yeah. pepperonis and things like that be all over that yeah um so there you go um if anyone if look people in the uk are probably going what is a vienna roll just go into into a shop and buy a imagine a normal roll double the width in size and probably double the length and then just buy it slice it up it's nice and soft inside throw your garlic butter on it and away you go that's vienna roll um but i thought that question deserved to be one of the questions at our, our deep question amazing. um yeah. at the end so fair play to there you go look I don't know whether you're going to be. I can't show show this if it's Aldi, can I? I'll send you a picture. Why can't you show oh, if it's Aldi? Yeah, look. So no, we're going to get your phone under the camera for fuck's sake. Oh, you I have to hold it still. Ah, uh, yeah. Move it to your right. Um, stay there. Where you are now? Stay still. I used to drive far to Hang on, I have to go back. Uh, go in a bit. No, no, forget about hang it. On, Listen. Hang on, hang on. That's an awful no, effort. Yeah, you're buying a frozen. You're buying a frozen. That's a I know, but it's still the end around. It's big. Jake Semester asks Gav, when's the next Bang Average God video? The next video should be out by Wednesday. That is me and um, Mark playing as a team in the next one. And um, yeah, we're what a should, fair, by the way. It's a joke, yes. <laughs> but um, we should be out. We should be out filming sometime this week as well. We need to be because we've run. We're on now videos, so we need to film at some stage this week. So um, I hope you enjoyed the ones with uh, Mark playing. He's, he's he's a joke of a golfer. He really, really is. Um, anything else before we go, Emma? Mick the Irish Scouser said it's called a French stick now, lads. Ah, that's just a big baguette. What? The French stick's a big baguette. Yeah, French stick is just a double uh, 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 baguette that's just double the length. I'd, I'd pull a Vienna roll up on my phone there, but that didn't go too well. Yeah, I know, fucking stable. <laughs> um, a Vienna roll is nowhere near a French stick. No, no, and I'm, not the, no I'm not giving the French all the credit. No, um, <laughs> no way. Uh, anything else before we go, Emma? No, oh, he's trying ah. as well. <laughs> no, yeah, the light, the light yeah. is a bit better. Yeah, and yours, it's fantastic. It's a um, big wide thing. No, Probably no, double, no. treble the width of a normal roll of a baguette. Yeah, we're losing, we're losing, bleeding subscribers, but it, but it doesn't matter. Like. And yeah, the viewers have gone up. Them. Yeah, fucked <laughs> up. Um, so uh, again, Emma, anything else before no, we go? No. Just looking forward to seeing the, the rest of the lads coming back in dribs and drabs. Somebody said they're back on Tuesday. Brilliant. Be great to see them all back in. As I said earlier on, the, the two you're kind of really looking forward to seeing is McAllister and Sabasloy um, okay. on that first day. I'm sure it's going to be a what do they call it inside Anfield or whatever it's oh called. yeah one of those jobs yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, you're looking forward to that Keith anything else before we go Chris Black wants um, to know what you're listening to this week do you know what right I've, I've decided I'm listening in the summer I'm a reggae man right so I listen right. to reggae all the time right so Bob Marley Hilton and the yeah. Maytals Alan Lawson I'm just visioning you now Holt. with dreadlocks go on get on to John anyone that doesn't know John Holt I'm just listening to him all the time but I've decided I'm going to go back and listen to albums right for a week old ones right. and I've gone back to one right 20 years old this album is right now I'm going to read the lyrics of a song and see if you know who it is right we started living in an old house my ma gave birth and we were checking it out it was a baby boy so we bought him a toy it was a ray gun and it was 1981 does anyone know what song that is no I'd say it's a rapper it's not a rapper. It's not a rapper. Is it? Um, is it? Is it? Hold on. Is it? Um, is he a man that sings at Wimbledon every time it rains? Cliff Richard. <laughs> yeah. G Fanny. Nope. It's not Cliff Richard. What okay. a joke that is as well. <laughs> Tommy misses that on holidays. It was gas. <laughs> <laughs> Great one. 
20 years ago this year, the White Stripes album, uh, Elephant, came out, and I'm listening to it all week. It's fucking amazing. The White Stripes are brilliant. Anyone that's not into them, I think you told us this before. Go. They yeah. are fucking brilliant. So, Sascoppoli says, Stripes this week. Sascoppoli says, first time I saw Keith, I immediately thought, now there's a reggae man. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my God. That's Paul Giovanni says, do you like a bit of UB40? Do you know what? Do you know what? Don't tell him I told you. Don't tell him I told you this right, but Paddy Lawson fucking hates UB40. <laughs> hates them. Um, I, I was in a car with him one day and it came on UB40 and you want to see him scramble to try to turn the radio off. He was nearly pulling the fucking thing out of the car. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Paddy Lawson of, of the Lawson clan Absolutely fucking despises UB40, and um, which is which Paddy's a, a good man. man, he's a good such man, such a random thing. He's gone down with my estimation because of that, but hell, whenever you know yeah. what I mean, there I'll you go, probably forgive him, right? Whatever, here that has been uh, the Fatback Four with the three of us, and um, this week, Shawnee. I don't even know if he's back next week, I think we'll be the week after. Um, yeah, Shawnee goes on these holidays, you don't know when we're gonna get him. Back. No, we could, you know he could arrive back at any time. Um, he's having a great time anyway. Sorry, he's, he's, <laughs> he's having a bleeding ball. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, that's being Emma, Keith, and myself, Gav. Like I said, donate via the description, uh, the link in the description if you can. And um, we're gonna bring you as many videos as we can this week covering transfers, covering Liverpool games, whatever we can um, find. I might try to get a couple of fans from other clubs on looking forward to the season as well. That was something I was really trying to do for tomorrow night, but um, I'm banging my head off a brick wall a little bit with that one. But we'll do as much as we possibly can. Um, bang Average Golf, yeah, go and subscribe to that. We've another, we should have another good video out for you on Wednesday, and we are filming again. And um, there's loads of stuff coming up with that channel. Loads. Way, way different to... What you've seen so far there's loads coming up with it so if you can and um, uh, subscribe to that please do so um you don't even have to like golf it's just a laugh so um check that out that's been it talk to you in a bit over and out sports social podcast network